Today's 90.5 WASU-FM. Boone. It's off the Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? scrub. He can't play. Walker fires downfield, looking for DJ Moore. Oh, oh my God. It's a diving catch from Panthers. Touchdown. Be a dog. Ty Brooklyn takes the right corner three. That's off. CJ Hunley with the puck. Oh. And he puts it in at the buzzer. Oh. It's caught by Christian Horn. He's around the outside. And it's gone. He's gone. And he wins. Holy mother big balls. It's in Sports Wrap on 90.5 WASU. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Thursday edition of Sports Wrap, sponsored by Eggers, 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 and Eggers, Attorneys at Law. I am your host, Lucas Warren, and I am joined every Thursday by David Katzemeyer, Ryan Hendricks, and Riley Carlson. Guys, how are we doing on this Thursday evening? Doing good. Uh, I was in Atlanta this morning, five-hour car ride back up to Boone, and let's go. was able to make it back for Sports App. Originally didn't think that we were going to, but we left a little earlier than planned, and so back up here in the high country. What happened to all the leaves? It was, like, bountiful when I left, and now there's yeah. nothing on any trees. It's uh, uh, You know, winter came a bit early. It felt like I was gone for three weeks coming back up yeah. the mountain, but it's a uh, fun trip, and glad to be back. Yeah, glad to be on here talking ball instead of doing homework. We did a lot of homework today. Uh, Bob Dillon, if you're listening, this, this package kind of kicking my butt. I ain't going to lie, but I'm, I'm excited to get it finished. Um, you're not excited to get it finished. Sure I am. I'm feeling good today. Well, I mean, I took my car to the to the auto shop, not that anyone cares, and had to pay I for care, it. I care, Had to get a new battery and everything, but that's besides the point. Other than that, I filmed for this package in TV sports reporting, and I got my interviews See, in. listen to how excited Riley is. I'm excited about it because See? personally, I'm just excited. Like, I'm glad I got it done. It was a very Go. productive day. Came home, tried to apply to graduate, and didn't get that done in no, time. So I will graduate, but I didn't get done applying, and that was my day. Now, Ryan, are you truly excited to finish this package, or are you excited to get the assignment done? Uh, number two. Number two. There we go. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a great episode, as always. Um, I'm glad you guys are having good weeks. Uh, welcome back to Boone, David. Uh, yeah, Riley, Ryan and I are uh, in Bob Dillner's class and working on some packages. Election coverage. Real, real thrilling Very stuff. thrilling. I'm yeah. so excited. That's the problem. Is like I really, like, I hope Mr. Dillner's not listening, but I don't care about elections. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, sorry, Mr. Dillner. But I, I just don't care about elections. But, like, it's okay. It's good. It helps me grow. Yeah, we got to learn, got to vote. Uh, but we got a great show for you, as always. We're going to start the show with a new segment that I definitely did not take from App TV. Uh, it is called True or False. And I think you guys can figure that one out. I'll say something. You tell me if it's true or false. And we'll go through a bunch of those. And then we'll end the show with everybody's favorite segment the college football and NFL pick 'em. Uh, we usually pick eight, but I, there were so many good games, I had to throw an extra one in each category, so we're going to pick ten today. All that and more is next. 
But before we get there, let's look at all things App State Athletics in the Mountaineer Minute. Kicking off the Mountaineer Minute, following a record-breaking regular season, the App State soccer team came through with some more late-game magic to force overtime Wednesday, but fell 2-1 to in extra time to James Madison on a chilly night at the Foley Sports Tourism Complex. Picked to finish 8th in the Sunbelt preseason poll, the Mountaineers posted their best conference winning percentage in program history, culminating with a program-best third-place regular season finish. Along the way, the Mountaineers posted their most wins since 2018, helped by a program record eight shutouts. The App State tennis team competed in their third tournament of the fall season at the ITA Regionals in Chapel Hill, North Carolina last week. Four players represented the Mountaineers as they competed in nine singles matches and four doubles matches in this year's tournament. The Mountaineers had an overall record of 2-6 and six in singles and 2-2 two and two in doubles in the tournament. App State will take the court one last time this fall at the Seahawk Ocean Classic in Wilmington, North Carolina on November 3rd to the 5th. Competing in the MAC tournament for the second consecutive season, the App State Mountaineers head to Oxford, Ohio, where they will meet the Kent State Golden Flashes on Friday in the second semifinal match. First touch is slated for 2.30 p.m. and can be streamed on the MAC Digital Network. That'll do it for the Mountaineer Minute, but don't go anywhere. You're listening to Sports Wrap on 90.5 WASU. Appalachian State University's The Schaefer Center Presents series welcomes the United States Air Force Concert Band and Singing Sergeants for a free concert of American music and honoring U.S. veterans. October 25th at 7 p.m. The event is free, but reservations are required. More information can be found at theschafercenter.org. Appalachian State University's The Schaefer Center Presents series features Coco Live to Film Concert, a complete screening of the Disney Pixar film with musical score performed live by the 20-member Orquesta Folklorica Nacional de México, October 19th at 7 p.m. Information at theschafercenter.org. Hey students, do you know Stan Moving Here, your one source for packing and moving out or in at ASU? Our phone number is 336-990-9480, or you can email us. Just look for Dino's Den Moving Online. Help out mom and dad. Your deposit today reserves your spot in December. We also have all the U-Haul trucks, trailers, and supplies you need for moving. $50 off your move if you mention this ad, and reserve your spot by November 15th. Dino's Den Moving, 336-990-9480. App State's New River Light and Power Green Power Program brings clean, climate-friendly energy to the high country. Renewable sources of energy replace carbon-based electric use, lowering our carbon footprint, and helping to protect the environment. The power is yours. Learn more about the Green Power Program today at nrlp.appstate.edu. Welcome back to Sports Wrap on 90.5 WASU, sponsored by Eggers, 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 and Eggers, attorneys at law. We're going to jump into our first segment of the day. As I previewed in the open, it'll be a true or false segment. 
So the segment is pretty simple. I know we're not the smartest group of guys, but I figured we could figure this one out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to wow. preface it. Yeah, it's uh, true or false. I'll give you a statement, and you just tell me whether you think it's true or whether you think it's false, and a little reasoning for why you think that way. Uh, we got a lot of things to cover, all football-related, but raging from right here in Boone to college football to NFL so I'll go ahead and start right here because we usually start with an App State segment. Uh, they're not the most fun team to talk about these days. That's mm-hmm. why I cut it. So we're going to start with App State. They are sitting at 4-4 four and four right now after the win over Southern Miss. Let's go. They need six wins to become bowl eligible. Four weeks so they can get that eligibility going 2-2 two and two these last four weeks. Do you think App State will make a bowl game this year? Before we get started, I do want to say, if you were coming here for App State football breakdown on Thursdays, you can catch it at 3 p.m. on Saturday for the yep. pregame show. Yep. We'll be discussing very in-depth. Very in-depth, an hour and a half worth of content for you, breaking down this matchup. But personally, I'm going to go true here. I think that App State will make a bowl game. I think that they will find a way to go 2-2 two and two throughout the end of this schedule. Looking ahead to Marshall, they have been on a downward spiral, losing three straight. They haven't looked like the same team that started the year. And although App State seems to be everybody's Super Bowl and everybody so far this year, in some way, shape, or form, has set either career or NCAA records against us, probably is going to happen again on Saturday. But I think that the Mountaineers can muster up a win out of that. If you look at the rest of the schedule, it's not as daunting as it was couple weeks ago even. Marshall's been on a downward spiral. They haven't looked like themselves. Georgia State, they've lost some winnable games recently. They seem to be a little bit rattled by some of this Sunbelt play. JMU, that's going to be JMU. We seem to play up to our competition. Hopefully we'll be able to do that. If we were to pull out a win at JMU, I don't, I don't think we will, but that would be Really, if we get a win at JMU, I think we make a bowl game no matter what. Mm-hmm. But between Marshall, Georgia State, and Georgia Southern, with how those three teams have been playing, at least here into the second half of Sunbelt play, I think this Mountaineer team, although Southern Miss was an ugly win, it was still a good win. This offense was producing very heavily. I'm still very concerned about the defense. However, Joey, yeah, a good win is a crazy statement. Like, did you feel you good know, right out of that game? Well, no, I, that's I mean, what I'm was, saying. I said it was an ugly win. It was a win. It, it was, was an ugly win. The offense played good. It was good in the sense that we Number had one. to get back into the win column. Yes, it's, it was a right the ship. It, it was... Maybe not in the easiest fashion or the best fashion, but we're heading in a better direction, and that gives me at least a little bit of confidence to squeak two wins out of this. I think it's completely doable for this team. Yeah, I'm also with with you, David. I think we're going to be able to make a bowl this year, and it's just the defense just needs to get a little bit better. I'm not expecting this defense to completely turn it around. No. But if they they stop just getting gashed on what feels like every drive, it'll be okay. And I I loved your point about Marshall. Marshall, not, not nearly as good as they did to start the year. And the two I'm looking at for us to get wins in it's going to be this weekend and then georgia southern i'm not real mm-hmm. confident with us on the road i'm not just because the way we played on the road georgia state's still really good this year i understand that they lost a few recently and of course james madison nobody really expects us to win that one but maybe we come out and shot some people but even though georgia southern still sitting at six and two near the top of the sun belt that anything can happen right there so looking i just want to look at this marshall game just a tiny bit more yeah um if you're looking at since they've entered sunbelt play before they entered it, they beat Virginia Tech 24-17. to They then open at home against Old Dominion. They get a six-point win, 41-35 to over them. They go on the road to play an NC State team who has been up and down this year. They lose 48-41 to in a game that was not as close as seven points. They then go on the road and get destroyed by Georgia State 41-24. Mm-hmm. 
and then comes the spiral. JMU completely shut down their offense. It didn't seem like they had any semblance of what was going on, and that carried over into last week against Coastal, where they only were able to score six points. They lost 34-6. to This offense in Camp Fancher seems all over the place, and that's why I think the Mountaineers could have a really good shot this weekend. Boys... But here's the question. Like, that's mm-hmm. not the question. The question okay. wasn't, do we have a good shot this weekend? The question is, do we have a good shot at winning two games? Yes, absolutely. And, absolutely. Guys, I, I think we're delusional. Okay? Oh, really? well, look at Look at the last five games for this App State team, and that's a big, that's a good, like, re- representation. Size, like, that's a good sample size right there. You play Wyoming, mm-hmm. that's a loss that you shouldn't lose to. Like, Wyoming's not that great of a team. Debatable. Um, you... You go. You go against Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, well, right. Ugly. Yeah, and <laughs> you barely squeak out a win against ULM, who's just a just you know the bottom class of the Sun Belt. Right. You play Coastal. You lose at home at the Rock. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you play Old Dominion. You lose that game. That's a loss. Right. So so far we're one and three. Yeah. And then you you beat a Southern Miss team who was before they played us. Was ranked number two or the second worst team in all of the FBS, and you barely squeak out a win against them unofficially, according, according to CBS. According to CBS, and you barely squeak out a win against them. This App State team needs to prove it to me before I can sit here and say, "Oh yeah, two of these games are locks." I mean, Georgia Southern, what are they six and two? I mean, I mean that's ridiculous. And Marshall, they have it in them. I mean, I think we can. Beat Marshall, but Georgia State, JMU, and Georgia Southern, you got to show me heart. You got to show me that you're you're want it. You want to play, and then maybe I mean we'll see. I just got to see what happens against Marshall this Saturday at the Rock because what happened at Kid Brewer last Saturday was quite frankly an embarrassment for playing at home against a team that's clearly inferior to you. So we have to see what happens against Marshall, and maybe we got our swagger back. I don't know. So what's what's your answer? Are you going true or false there? That they'll yeah, make it sounded a like game? a false to me. True, true or false? Right now, on the spot, at this moment, uh, four games uh, left. Um, true, because I love App State. Let's go! <laughs> I, I, but I, I'm, it's a very hesitant true. That's false. I don't know. App State's not good. I know I've been a proponent of this team. I've been a defender of this team. Um, yeah, I just don't see us winning two of these next four games. We're going to lose to Marshall this weekend. I, I'll mm. book that. Uh, we're going to – Rasheen Ali's going to run – all over us. Marshall's a better team than Old Dominion. And you brought up Marshall's recent collapsing. I mean, it's against JMU and then it's against Coastal, who Coastal had a rough start to the year. They're a better team than people thought they were in the Sun Belt. I, I think they're one of the three, four best teams in that conference. I think Marshall's going to come in here and I, I, have, I really have no doubt we are going to lose. Really? Like, you, you, know, talk about, you talk about the offense struggling. Yeah, they're struggling against a the best rushing defense in the country. We are literally the 125th out of 130 in the country. Like, it's not even at this point, it's not about, like, we need to step up, make sure we really load the box and stop. Like, no, there's no semblance of stopping the run with this team. It doesn't matter what we do. We're not going to stop the it's run. It's not. Yeah, it's Can't not in the locker room. I, I look at I, I look at that Georgia State game as winnable. I see a team that's on the road that usually is prepared to play those kind of, kind of games and will probably be an underdog on the road against Georgia State. I like us in that spot. I don't think we beat JMU. Maybe we just shock them because we'll be such an underdog, but I don't like predicting either of those games. And I do not want to go into another game against Georgia Southern needing to win but to that, become that, bowl at home this time, though. I think did that's you, a big difference. Did you know that we're favored by three and a half in the Marshall game? Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 Shout out I mean, ESPN. That's yeah, great. Which, that's, I mean, I guess, isn't it? Isn't it like a home team usually gets three 
Two and a half. I two, think it's is two and a half. Okay. Lot. Like you just so like you would say this is like basically a one point. Pick yeah. Some. So pretty much. Uh, but uh, that's what, like I said it on the first show or on Tuesday show. My brother, big like college football better, and he's been making money off App State because I watch him every week, and I just tell him, I'm like, yeah, take the other team. And there's certain, <laughs> bro, <laughs> yo, I'm not kidding. You go, no, you. There's certain group of five teams because college football is just so big that Vegas can't look at all the lines and know what they're talking <laughs> about. They don't know what they're talking about with App State. They still think App State is this great group of five school. We're just a middle of the pack group of five team right now. Lucas woke up and chose violence. I, I think Maybe. I'm telling you. I think we might beat JMU. I think that might be our only win. And the reason I say that is because we always play up. Yeah, that's that's it's it's so funny because I feel like we have more of a shot in the JMU game than we do in this uh, these other three. Confidence wise, no, I think I give us a better chance to win the Georgia State game and the JMU game than I do the Marshall game. I'm so sure we're going to lose this weekend. That's crazy uh, though, because we're, we're coming up a win. Are you, are you calling for a boat race in Marshall's favor? I mean, that's, that's what'll break the curse. Right? So <laughs> no. Marshall's gonna boat race us. I just look at that. <laughs> my, <laughs> my brother makes money off this team. <laughs> he does. No, I swear. I told him. <laughs> I told him in the coastal line. I said, "Take coastal." He took coastal. Coastal covered. Or they won outright. I told him in the ODU game. I said, "I don't like our line on the road." He took ODU. ODU won, and then. This week, Southern Miss. I told him take the over and take Southern Miss. Both were right. So no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, uh, Southern Miss with the points. You're saying over and Southern Miss with the points. Yeah, yeah okay. Because they were that. 17 and a half point dogs, and the over was like 50. Something. That actually makes sense. That's a big line. That makes sense because we're probably favored in a lot of games that we shouldn't be. Favored no, in. I mean we were favored in the ODU. Yeah, we should not have been favored against ODU. I mean, it's just it's just an adjustment thing. But I, I I'm not trying to like pile on this team, even though I'm doing that. But it's just like I don't. They haven't shown me anything, and I just look at Marshall, and this is a team that's a better defense, better run game, and I think they'll have more success it's, slowing our offense down than we knew was stopping their offense. That's what, I, that's what I was about to ask you. You just don't think that our offense. Let's say we get into a shootout situation. Do you think we could pull it out? And then I'm not. I don't want to get into a low scoring affair with Marshall because I don't think. See the. Th- you know, I don't think that work out. For I us. think there's a chance if we force Marshall to throw the ball, but I don't think we'll make that, that happen. That and the thing true. is, like, if you look at. Marshall has a good defense, and we've turned the ball over. And Marshall's a defense that can make some turnovers. I just, it's like a thing, like our passing defense right now is the fourth in the Sun Belt. That's the fakest number I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it's just because teams look at it, it's like, well, if we're going to rush for 12 yards a carry, Don't why throw the ball? Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty out on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, also, it's, years. Um, oh, man, I totally just lost my entire train of thought. So you can just keep going. Forget it. I That's totally why I make that. the topics really simple. True or false? You know, not nothing. Oh, hard. I figured it out. I figured it out. Oh, okay. it's, it's just no. It's not the point of the year. The last four games of the year, where we're sitting here, we're like, how do we figure out the defense? Like at this point, you have to yeah, like I've already no. figured it out. Like it's not the first couple games of the year. It's the, we're at the end of the year. This is pushing towards a bowl game. Pushing towards winning the Sun Belt. Like this isn't. I don't know. It's not time to be like, oh, we need to figure out our rushing defense. I think it's pretty crazy how the last couple of games when we have made defensive substitutions to put some of the younger guys in you play, over you more of the good. veterans, that this defense has almost looked like a completely different unit. Mm-hmm. But we won't keep those guys out on the field for very long. It seems yeah. like they'll be out there for two drives. Both those Roll drives out. will force a punt or force... You know, some kind some of, kind of stop. Yeah. yeah, some kind of stop in some way, shape, or form, and then we'll roll the the seniors back out there, and then yeah. all of a sudden oh, it's a seventy five yard run up the middle. Like yeah. that's not that's not discounting anybody who's playing on that side. It's just like these younger guys seem like they're having a better beat right now. Younger yeah. guys are hungry. 
Yeah, I mean, Nate Johnson has been ridiculous. Nate Johnson, Santana Hopper. I will say, though. Oh, Hopper's been great. To be fair, to be fair, Santana Hopper's great, but he he does, like, what he's good at and what he's not good at does cause some of our problems. He's a great pass-rushing interior defensive lineman at 250 pounds. He's like Aaron Donald type, like, just, you know, bull rush type guy. He's 250 pounds. That's not what you want from your interior lineman against run concepts when you're a three-four defense. He just—I just like what he brings to the table because he's still yeah. so young. He's, he's an athlete. Yeah, he absolutely yeah, is. Yeah. No, I mean, some, we've seen some sides in the middle, you know. Yeah, he jumps off the screen compared to a guy like uh, uh, Marcus, Clark, Marcus Clark, who's yeah. in that starting spot. But Marcus Clark is a more sound defensive mm-hmm. lineman in the sense of he's a space eater. He'll eat blocks. He'll be better against the run. But. I just look at last year, and I obviously we had three games on the road last year, only mm-hmm. one at home. Mm-hmm. But we went down the stretch last year, and we needed two games to get become bowl eligible. Yep. We had four tough games: Coastal Carolina on the road, Marshall on the road, Old Dominion at home, Georgia Southern on the road, and we only beat Old Dominion. We lost to Coastal, Marshall, and Georgia Southern. I still think last year's team is Better. was more talented overall than this year's team. That makes uh, sense, yeah. And I just look at other. I Marshall might be a little worse, but. JMU is definitely the best team of mm-hmm. any of those teams we're going to play on that list. Georgia State is way more competitive than they were last year. And we lost to ULM. Like, or we not lost. It feels like a loss, but we barely beat ULM. <laughs> like ULM is not good. Like, it's just. Well, um, I, I guess I will say, well, like, just to counteract all that, JMU this year, like, I can almost say 99.9% of me thinks that's a win. Like, that's just a win in my book. Like, I think we're beating JMU. Book it now. Riley is guaranteeing App State to beat JMU. But we'll move on. We'll we'll touch on some other things. Um, Yeah, I want to touch on that. I'm going to skip some – I don't want to throw you guys for a loop. I'm going to skip some numbers, okay? That's – I know we're not the <laughs> we're throwing we're slow <laughs> group, but okay. uh, we're skipping. We're, we're skip to six. What are we? We're gonna skip oh, no, to number six. I'm, skipping to six. I'm upset. Let me count them out here. Hey yo, that's I'm a lot of, to skip. I'm upset that Cody isn't here because this question was kind of made for oh, Cody. This one, <laughs> uh, Ryan. I don't know if you worked on the list. I'll work on the list while you guys are answering this. But the question is true or false. There are at least 20 NFL quarterbacks that could play better or equal to Brock Purdy's level. I got the list. Do you want do Ryan? You, you you go ahead and start this. Ryan, you, you have you a list. Off. I don't have a list. You have no. a list. I got I the have, list. I have my off. reasoning for my for I my got statement, the list. but I don't have a list. I got the list here. I think I put about twenty five ish on here. <laughs> so I have Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Burrow, Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Herbert, Goff, Stafford, Kirk Cousins, even when he's hurt, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> even when he's hurt. Geno Smith, Derek Carr, Danny Dimes. I'm taking Josh Dobbs over Brock Purdy at this rate. <laughs> over? Yes. I'm taking Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray when he's healthy. So, you keep going, keep going. Okay. Uh, all three of the rookies, I'm taking Stroud, <laughs> Richardson, and Young over them. Deshaun, and then we ended off. But this one was debatable for me. Russ. I don't know if I'm taking <laughs> I put Russ over Dobbs. <laughs> I also put Russ over Deshaun. That's a crazy list. So so we think Dobbs is a better quarterback yeah, than Russ. So, okay. So, no, that's not true. So the question isn't. Is the are these quarterbacks better? The question is, no, no, no. Could they play better, could they play better in the system, right? Better or equal to Brock Purdy in the system that he's in right now? Yeah, and and I think Dobbs definitely at that point. I, I mean, look at what he's doing with the Cardinals. What he did with the Cardinals. I think you could throw Zach anymore. Wilson on that list. <laughs> what I don't about, know about all that. Now, what about <laughs> let's, T.J. Let's, Walker? Let's, I don't know about let's, that either. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's honestly, all over the place. I would uh, right now. I'd rather have P.J. Walker than Brock Purdy. 
So are we all out on Brock Purdy at the moment? I'm not out I mean, on Brock he's, Purdy. He's worked himself out of it. <laughs> I'm not out he's on out Brock on Purdy. Himself. I just exactly. there Brock Purdy. There's a reason that he works so well in the 49ers system, or previously worked well coming into the season and last year. Defenses are just scheming differently. It seems like these last couple of weeks, when Purdy's been fully healthy, which he's kind of been battling injuries, so he hasn't been to that hundred percent stature that we have seen him last season. But to me. The defenses are just approaching him differently. Brock Purdy is a very standard style quarterback, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. He's he's a pocket passer. He's a guy who is going to have quick release. He's going to have anticipation. He doesn't have all the arm strength in the world. And what defenses are doing is they're just kind of collapsing down into mm-hmm. the middle of the field. And so then when Purdy is forced to throw to the edges, all yeah. of a sudden those throws and those anticipations when the receivers haven't cut yet, it gets a lot harder. It gets a, it's a lot more time for the corners to make moves, and that's where you've seen some of those interceptions is just those jumped, jumped out routes because Purdy has nothing over the middle of the field. The 49ers, I love Shanahan's system. I really do. Mm-hmm. They've got to make some kind of adjustment for Purdy. I almost view Brock Purdy in the same way that I was talking about Joey Aguilar with App State and how you need to design plays to help him out. You can't just leave yes. him in the backfield and let him do his own thing because as good as Brock Purdy is, he's an NFL quarterback at the end of the day. Yeah. But you got to help him out in some way, shape, or form. you got to give him specific plays and specific play calling to give him those open receivers and those open opportunities in guaranteed spots. Well, okay, so David, here's another question I have for you. So you're saying they have to completely scheme around No, I'm not saying completely scheme, but yes, in a sense. So do you think that they'd be better off playing Darnold because he has more talent than Purdy, probably? (laughs) absolutely. I love it. I love this. I'm I'm not. I knew Riley would then. That's that's the thing. I'm not not pushing that out of the equation. Either. Be honest with me. If the 49ers brought Cam Noon out of retirement right now and said you're starting over Brock Purdy, w- would you prefer that? Oh, yes, no, yes, no. Yeah, well, no, I, would. I would prefer it as a fan, but Actual Brock Purdy football. is the better player. Brock okay. Purdy is the I want to see how far I could push No, no, no. Cam Newton, the thing is with. They don't need no. They don't need anyone that's going to run the ball like Lamar or Cam. Like, they don't need that. Okay. They need. They literally are an insert quarterback here, right? Offense. It's more like if you can throw the ball accurately, you're going to do an amazing job in this offense. Cam Newton doesn't throw the ball accurately. He doesn't stay in the pocket. He's yeah. not going to do anything in that <laughs> offense. Yeah, that was um, I just wanted to see how far I could push him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with that being said, Cam Newton makes a million other plays. Like, prime Cam Newton makes a million other plays with his legs and all the, that other stuff. I just think he, honestly, I don't even know if he performs as well on that on this 49ers team as he did in the 2015 Panthers team because he was the offense, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, he's not forced to sit in the pocket and make reads. That's just not Cam. Um, but with that being said, I, I I think that literally anyone can do Brock Purdy's job in the NFL for the most part. Um, there's a couple, like, you know, got like Bagent. I don't know yeah, who about would, him Who yet, would we you take know? over There's Purdy. a couple, uh, yeah. I mean, I would who take... wouldn't? Yeah, oh, that's what I was trying to say. Like, so who are the guys below Purdy? All right, like Mac? so, yeah, Mac, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mac, Mac Jones, Jones is below him. Yeah, Mac Jones is below him. Badgent is below him. Badgent. But Badgent. I don't even know if you can... I'm not even putting Badgent on the list. That's the starter. <laughs> like, um, if I'm, I'm, like, trying to win games right now, I'm taking Brock Purdy over Justin Fields, personally. Because I just don't think you can... Yeah, Brock, I agree. Uh, Fields okay. is just, like... In the 49ers system. Yeah, in the 49ers system, yeah. I just don't trust his processing ability right now. It's all about processing. And when you have Kyle Shanahan as your, like, head coach, offensive coordinator, literally it's like he gives you, uh, I'm assuming, if I were in the 49ers huddle, he will give you, hey, you're supposed to look here first. 
And then this is the guy that's supposed to get open because of this play. Like, his plays literally will, because he's such a good offensive coordinator, will scheme certain players open just because of how good the plays are. It's not, you don't require a playmaker at the quarterback position. So, Brock Purdy's probably been given the reads that he's supposed to be. And then when, when that breaks down... What have I seen from him? I've seen I've seen a few plays outside the pocket. I think he's a competent quarterback, but if he was put on the Carolina Panthers right now, he would be out of the league in less than a year. I think to put this in perspective, I think Bryce Young would be like top five in touchdowns if he was like top five passing yards and touchdowns if he was in Brock Purdy's so, spot right so now. So would Stroud. As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I was built for that. System. Ar's the only one who wouldn't be, but I just, I, I think you said it best. Where it's like, I just look at it as the league's starting to figure him out. Yeah. it's just like you know, no quarterback comes to this league and is just going to light the league on fire. It's a, it's how much film do you have on the guy? How much do you know that guy's mm-hmm. tendencies, that kind of thing? And you saw first twelve weeks. You know, they don't have a ton of film on the guy. He's kind of hitting you by surprise. They realize, oh, this guy throws with insane anticipation. He's accurate. He's good at processing things. And the 49ers are really talented. But then you start to see what he does, his tendencies, where he likes to go with the ball. He likes those in-breaking routes to Ayuk. Those are his bread-and-butter plays. You start to take those away. Can you do something when you take it away? And so far he's shown he really can't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, does he have insane anticipation, or is it because the play calling is so good? He just knows that this guy. He does have. He, he has really good anticipation. Yeah. He does. He's had that all reason, the way back at Iowa State. That's the only reason mm-hmm. those balls are getting there because he doesn't have good arm strength. He's just throwing the ball. He's his, throwing receivers open. His anticipation and accuracy is phenomenal. Okay. And Bryce opinion. Young is very similar, to be honest. Like the thing with Bryce, like the difference between Stroud and Young, and why you would take Stroud is Stroud is just the more typical arm. Like he has all the angles. He's more just has a better pot. Like. When he sets his feet, he can get the ball. It throws a prettier ball than Bryce Young. But Bryce Young, it's the mind. It's his ability to extend plays. It's his ability to throw with anticipation and accurately. And he's doing that. Like in that Texans game, he was the better quarterback than C.J. Stroud. And it's because he made a lot of tight throws, really accurate throws. Like with specifically that one to Thielen mm-hmm. uh, oh, on the yeah. sideline where he had a great catch, but great throw. And there was a free rush. Like <laughs> Chuba Hubbard got. Oh, he got ran destroyed. Over. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was watching a car crash happen in front of him, and he had to throw that ball down. People don't deserve this. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it was so impressive. And, like, I, I literally can't sit here and comprehend when people say that Bryce Young is the problem. And I'm not talking about y'all. Small. I'm talking about, like, people in the Panthers fan base. It's like, we, Bryce Young's a bust. And it's like, believe... that makes no sense because if you look at, if Stroud was put in this offense, um, I don't know if he's succeeding as well. Like, this offensive line breaks down in. Point two seconds. Literally, you have you have Hayden Hurst to drop the ball right in his hands the other day. You know what I'm saying? And then Shark had a ball that hit him in the face mask, and the the yeah. um, the commentator Shark was had like, a bad drop. "Yeah, that the car- the the commentator was like, yeah, it looks like you just hit him in the face mask.' I'm like, I hate when that happens. You know, like <laughs> I hate it when the balls on yeah, seriously. Yeah, so right. like, I, I it's a tough tough situation that Price Young has been put in as a rookie, and he's he's playing pretty well. So I, I wanted to, just because I'm curious, going back to the Brock Purdy equation, yeah, we gotta go. um, how many quarterbacks can we all confidently name that are worse 
than Brock Purdy. That's, five, that's right a better now. question. I want to. I want to create a list. I got Mac Jones written down here. I think it's five. So it's Mac Jones. Yep. It's right now. Uh, Justin Fields. Russell Wilson. You would. It's not Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I would. I would, I would I argue have, four Fields. I'd I argue have. four Fields. I'm just on saying, top if you're trying to win NFL games right now, yes, if I'm like taking a piece, yeah, I'm pretty, probably pretty, taking the piece of Fields. But like, if I'm right now, I have a team of competent players, and I need to win games. I'm going to take Purdy over Fields just because I don't trust Fields' ability to. I know who we can put on there. I agree. We can put Jimmy G on there. Can we agree Jimmy on that? Jimmy G's below him. Aiden O'Connell's getting the start, by the way, so everybody needs to tune in. To right, we're also, this we're also putting awesome. Aiden O'Connell below him, so you can write them both down. No, uh, Aiden O'Connell's above starter. Brock Purdy. Uh, Jordan Pretty Love. Legend. I think Jordan Love can yeah, go below. Jordan Love. I had, I had Sam Howell, but I know that's debatable. I like Sam Howell over Ooh, I think Purdy. Love looks nice in that offense. Have you seen Love? That's <laughs> like five mm. weeks. <laughs> He's been terrible. Yeah. Like, it's bad. He does not look good. I mean, he makes, like, nice throws, but the decision-making at time, and he just has some of those, like, head-scratching interceptions. Like, yeah, right that's to true. Defender. I'll give you that. Uh, I mean, Zach Wilson's right on that line. I'd say pro- mm-hmm. I made the joke. I would, facetiously, yes, I would say Zach Wilson over him, but I'd put him below. Um, what does facetiously about, even mean? That's what I was wondering. Like, but, but what about, but what about Kenny Zach, Zach Wilson is really funny because it's, it feels like every time I turn on a Jets game, like it's like, oh, he just made this great play. Like yeah. He's finally starting to see improvement, and then the next throw is like one That's of the horrible. worst that I've ever seen. I heard it, it was on a podcast today, but I heard like some guy talk about it. He was like, I've had multiple Jets fans text me and be like, you're so wrong, we're 4-3, and three. see what's happening. Like, because win- they have a winning record. And I just, you look at their four wins and three of them, the teams who lost, like, go home and just feel like, how did we lose that game? (laughs) The Giants lost, the Bills lost, and the Eagles lost. Like, all three of those losses are all time. Like, what happened in this game that caused this outcome? And I I don't know. The Jets are just bizarre. (laughs) The fact that the Jets and Steelers are, like, around 500 is just ridiculous. ridiculous. Kenny Pickett or Brock Purdy? That's what I was about to ask, yeah. I'm Kenny taking Pickett or I'm Brock taking Purdy. Kenny. I'm taking Pickett. Really? I'm, Ma- taking, I'm, taking Purdy. I'm taking Purdy. You're I'm looking at Purdy. Matt Canada versus Kyle Shanahan as your offense. I'm taking Kenny Pickett in the 49ers offense. I think he's, oh. he's I think very Pickett accurate. I think is way better than yeah. Purdy. He's a smart player on the field as well. What about Tannehill? No, yeah, that's worse. He's worse. <laughs> that's the five. Tannehill. I'm just going to say Fields. Tannehill, Fields, Jones, Wilson, Love. Well, Speaking okay. of, did y'all see that Ritter. Will Levis? Ritter, may not, there's six. Will Levis may not even start this week. No, he is. He is starting tonight. Well, the co- oh, okay. Well, two days ago, you're right. They're playing tonight. Two days ago, the coach was in the interview. Was like, I haven't, I haven't named the starter. Oh yeah, that's just Rabel being like, Rabes. that's ridiculous. It's just that. that <laughs> who would it be? <laughs> Malik Rabel Willis. Being Rabes. Uh, all right, let, let's move on so we can get some other of these in. Uh, uh, let, let's go back. Let's let's hit number four. I like number four. Actually, no. Let's hit number two. Number two is the Jaguars are contenders. True or false? Contenders for For what? For what? That's a good in the AFC. So they can beat any team, and they are they should be looked at as one of the teams that can make it out of the AFC at the same chance, same level, same opportunity to make it out of the AFC as. Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. Dolphins. Right Dolphins. now, I see the Jaguars as a divisional series team. That's where I see them at the moment. I don't know if I could see them MLB in in the AFC or is it? Also, can we talk? Or is it? Uh, what is mm-hmm. the? Can I it's say divisional. Play? It's divisional. Okay. You got it right. Just, the way you said series is it's. Or, oh yeah, uh, divisional. Can I say <laughs> though on your show? You know, you had a whole show Uh-oh. dedicated to baseball. You talked all an hour, and then 
I come in and predict the series perfectly. Who knows ball? Here? I love I, I love know. that Lucas. I really do. Lucas knows you know, ball. You know you know ball more ball. than us. I know. Four, five games. Texas wins. I he knows it. base. I, know. I should have put money on it. <laughs> you should have because you had it right. I know bases and sticks. All right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Yeah, I, I think I think they're they're a divisional round. I don't know if I see them going to the AFC Championship. Not yet. Still, the pieces are getting there. Trevor Lawrence is consistently producing. Etn had a bit of a run. I think it was twenty five carries, eighty yards somewhere around there against the Steelers, which has a really good front five. So it's it's understandable that they're locking down the run there. But I still really liked what I saw at Trevor Lawrence against a really good Steelers defense. That gives me a lot of confidence going forwards with this team. And although he didn't. They only scored 20, again, that win against the Steelers. It's still a really good defense. The Steelers were forcing them in red zone scenarios to kick the ball. They they were forcing field goals. They were forcing close-range opportunities that were shut down and turned into three instead of seven. So the red zone presence the last couple weeks isn't where I'd want to see, but that's what I'm saying. This team's building. They're getting there. I think that this is a team I could see in the AFC Championship, but I just don't have that confidence yet. You know, I see. I had true for this one because I think the Jags are right there with the top of teams. And just look at how they played. They beat the Bills in London. That proves, and I think we can still agree that the Bills are one of the contenders, even though they have struggled. And they were right there with the Chiefs too, seventeen to nine. It's right there versus the Chiefs. So I think this team's clearly. They're right there with the top of the line teams, and that's just how. And I think they're improving week to week. I really love how Trevor Lawrence is just looking better. He's really, he's really moving himself up. He's honestly moving up near top five territory in my mind in quarterbacks. I mean, when you have Tommy DeVito taking snaps, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence. Like, the quarterback playing the NFL right now is at an all time low. Well, that I mean, one o'clock window does Tommy DeVito was count? rough. We watched. No, I mean he. In the, I'm sorry, this is a huge aside. At the one o'clock window, we watched a, multiple teams. Tommy DeVito, Zach Wilson. P.J. Walker. Shout out. Don't There's put P.J. More. in that category. There's more. Minshew. Minshew. Thank you. Heineke slash Mitter. <laughs> like, what is going on? I'm Mitter. sorry. The quarterback <laughs> playing this league right now is... I mean, even... I know they're going to be really good, and they're going to be the future of this league, but Young and Stroud aren't, like... That's yeah, I mean, not, that was right now to, it's not need, a great. We need to see uh, we need to see Riley Carlson suited up in pads on Sunday. Yeah, if you, if you oh, saw him yeah. out there at Kid Brewer for weeks, a few if weeks ago, if there was a scout at Kid Brewer, I guarantee you, a full ride. Someone's calling. Kyle Shanahan's at my door, actually. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, I think the Jaguars. I mean, I think they're one B right behind the Dolphins and the the Chiefs. Oh. And I think like the Dolphins and the Chiefs, in my opinion, are beatable too like the Chiefs literally just lost to the to the Broncos mm-hmm. and the Dolphins are a beatable team as well so I think the Jaguars absolutely have a shot to come out of the the AFC I'm not quite sold on the um the Bengals yet um and I don't know how you feel about that David but I, I just think that the Bengals are they're not bad by any stretch but I, we'll see like I, I need some time they always start out slow so they might come out and be like amazing i'm sold okay. on their defense i'm not sold on their offense i'll be that's qu- the problem yeah i'll get to i'll be quick so jaguars i would say no that's false i would say they're like you said one b i wouldn't put on the offense i think offensively they can compete with anybody but in they're the contenders though. it's no they're not cont- i'm saying they're i would not put them in the top group of contenders in the afc like I would That's put, wild because I think they could beat anybody. I, I'm, I'm over, yeah, I'm you just rally. said they're one B. So you're saying they are one B, but I think they can. I don't. So I don't, right there, I don't see so that they're there. That's a difference, though. That's the question. So uh, well, you're saying there's a group of teams better than them? Yeah, there's a group of team that's better than them, but you can't look at this team and say they're not a contender to win in the AFC. 
But what like they, I'm they saying, have the potential to do but, that. Okay, but my question is, would you put them with the favorites in the AFC? And you're Favor- saying I don't think they're a favorite. So no. But the question was, are they contenders? Yeah, I, I'm. You're saying I'm not. I when you asked the at the beginning, I said there's a group, and would you put them in that group at the top? And you just said no. So yeah, the answer is the group at the top is the Chiefs false. and the Dolphins. Yeah, so you're saying they are right now. You think they're a worse team than the Chiefs and the Dolphins? Yes, they're right below. Yeah, so I'm saying they are, and you're saying they're not, Ryan. You're saying they are equal. I think yeah, I think they're right there. Yeah, I'm saying because I'm. It's getting lost in the sauce, but I'm saying it's just. <laughs> the, I'm saying it's they're not, and I'm saying it's because of the defense. I think offensively they compete with anyone, but I don't like their over reliance on Josh Allen as a pass rusher. They very much so regret not drafting Aiden Hutchinson last year. Uh, Walker Trayvon Walker has been okay, but not the production you want from a number one pick. Uh, I really should go to break. Yeah, real quick because uh, you brought it up. Break? Bengals are back. In the class of the AFC, you kind of brought it up. I just want to talk about that one. Almost. I'm still not completely sold on the offense. They played well against a good 49ers defense. However, they haven't looked the greatest the last three weeks. You know, you beat a Niners team that's really What's down right on, now. David? I don't and like this. He, David always what? hating on the Last teams. year, it no, was no, o- no. last week it was Ohio State. Uh-huh. No, now, no, no. And you're not in on the Bengals. The Bengals just what? beat. What do you mean? I'm not. You just won three a... NFL games in a row. And I'm, that just, he that can't just, be confident no. in his Come team. On, man. No. The Bengals just whooped up on the 49ers in San Francisco, and you're not willing to take a victory lap. I mean, what you, what I'm going to take a victory lap because you're out here saying I don't know. You're not on air. Clearly, this is ridiculous. Y'all, y'all. I always have setups. The Panthers. I always have setups to these, and I always get cut off, and then I look like an idiot. If the Panthers <laughs> were in this position, you know what I would be doing? I would be taking victory laps in my Let's underwear go. around Absolutely. the station right now. I Dude, mean, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic that this team is playing well. Clearly. Did you hear yourself? <laughs> this defense, this defense has been playing lights out. This defense has been playing ridiculous. The offense is getting there. This offense looked great last week. This great, they look great against this 49ers defense. I am still just in, in my mind, right? I'm still looking for this offense to continue to get more weapons involved. It's all Jamar Chase right now, and I absolutely love it. I love what I'm seeing. He's seven eleven. It's been fantastic. It was a great, like, it, it felt like in that 49ers game, it felt like the old Bengals. It felt like this team that was just like, yeah, we're just going to roll over anybody. We can roll over anybody. It was T. Higgins, he got some reps. Tyler Boyd, yep. that opening touchdown pass. Like, it is good to see that. I'm, I want to see more Joe Mixon out of the backfield. I want to see more involvement from both of our tight ends. Drew Sample, honestly, you can go take a walk down the beach, buddy, because I don't, I don't, I don't, you got no hands. But I want to see, we have, um, what is it, Irv Smith Jr.? Yeah. I want to see Irv get more involved. Oh. I want to see him a He's part nice. of this offense. Yeah. Like, exactly, he is, and we haven't even seen him. We just saw T. Higgins reemerge this past oh, week. So, again, when I say that this offense is getting there, that's not me saying I don't think this offense is high level. I don't think this offense isn't one of the best of the league. It's that this offense can still get better from where they are right now. And that's on top of a defense that started the year slow but has been one of the most dominant defenses in the entire NFL. I'm on board with the Bengals. You got to give me a second to get my setup through. I, I, I respect uh, was that true or false. Dude? I respect like, him because he's seeing, like, he's actually seeing his team from a, like a realistic. I'm trying to see it from from like I'm trying to see my team from an entire perspective, yeah. not just from a like fan. Look, I, look, I will, I'm I'll, scream, I'll scream on the couch on Sunday all I want and be a fan, but I want to be a reporter and I want to be a, I want to be somebody with a biased eye coming on the show. Let's so, go, David. Come on, that fired oh, me up. Yeah, David. I'll show you the clip when you first answer that question. You sound a little bit I more negative. I was getting the setup, Lucas. Come on, 
Come on, he can be negative. He can be critical of his two straight weeks. He picked against. He was the only only person to pick Penn State. Pick Penn. I'm not even getting into it. We're gonna take a break. I was the only person to pick the Bengals last week. All right. You're listening to Sports Trap on 90.5. Unbelievable. Appalachian State University's The Schaefer Center Presents series welcomes the United States Air Force Concert Band and Singing Sergeants for a free concert of American music and honoring U.S. veterans. October 25th at 7 p.m. The event is free, but reservations are required. More information can be found at theschafercenter.org. Hey students, Dino Sten moving here. Your one source for packing and moving out or in at ASU. Our phone number is 336-990-9480, or you can email us. Just look for Dino's Den moving online. Help out mom and dad. Your deposit today reserves your spot in December. We also have all the U-Haul trucks, trailers, and supplies you need for moving. $50 off your move if you mention this ad, and reserve your spot by November 15th. Dino's Den moving, 336-990-9480. Welcome back to Sports Rap on 90.5 WASU. Do you just want to rap, Riley? Do you want to just I think close the show? Riley, you got we it. need Riley to start a like. I don't know if it's a specialty show or it's just got to be part of Sports Rap, but we need Riley to freestyle. Riley rapping. Absolutely. Beats. That would be wonderful. That would be fire. Riley. Uh, I, I just don't. No, I have it in me. I have it Let's in go, me. He has it. I'll show that confidence. Lucas, pull out a beat. The lights are not too bright. <laughs> not right now. Not right now. We got to get through this. Well, they yeah. may be too bright. I don't want to put him on the spot. Uh, so we are jumping into our Pick'em segment. Yippee. Last week in the Pick'em segment, uh, we had some movement. Day- Ryan secures first. Was he in first after last he week? He was. We all went 5-3. and three. Okay. Riley went 6-2. Six and, two. Six and oh, two. So Riley back. picks up a game. So Ryan is 15-24 at 5-3 and three last week. David and I are 49-25 and 25 at 5-3. and three. And... Riley is at forty five and twenty nine, and he is six and two. So Riley, you're catching up, and I'm giving you an opportunity because there are ten games this week instead of eight. So more games for you to pick, and I tried to make them a little bit more challenging, so we'd have a little bit more uh, variation in our picks. So we're just going to kick it right off. We're going to start with the Kansas State Wildcats going on the road in Austin, take on the Texas Longhorns. We, uh, Texas has a chance to regain the top of the Big. 12 after Oklahoma lost last week to Kansas, do they get the big win against Kansas State? I think they do. I I like Texas at home in this game, and I know that they've struggled a little bit as of late. And I say struggled from the bar that they were trying to set earlier in the season. However, I'm not completely sold on this Will Howard Avery Johnson combo with a quarter with a pocket passer and then a a scrambler freshman and Avery or Avery Johnson, excuse me. It's I'm just not completely sold there. If they come out and they play a great platoon and both of them play this week and they beat Texas, then all right, you've got my attention. But I just I like Texas too much in this game to give Kansas State a shot. Yeah, I think people are going to overrate Kansas State's chances here just because Quinn Ewers isn't playing. Mm-hmm. But I think Texas is going to really rely on that run game. Jonathan Brooks is going to have himself a day. And being at home is a big difference. I said, if, if this was at Kansas State, I think I'm picking the Wildcats. But I think the Longhorns are going to keep the season alive here. Yeah, this is just everything in this game. Just it doesn't scream 
upset or trap game or any of the above. I mean, they've been playing lower quality opponents here um, the last couple weeks, so they're used to it. I just think, I think Texas wins this game. I don't think they allow their season on like just to blow up because they lose to Kansas State. I, I don't see that happening. You guys don't know the Texas that I know, and Uh-oh. when they are set up to walk into the college football playoffs, and they're set up to walk into a Big Twelve championship, they'll find a way to f it up. They're going to lose this week to Kansas State. Kansas State is the second best rushing defense in the Big Twelve outside of Texas. Without Quinn Ewers, this offense is going to be very limited. I don't think Malik Murphy is that talented of a quarterback. I think he's going to struggle passing the ball. I think they're going to be one-dimensional. I think Kansas State shocks Texas and gets a win in Austin. I will say, I don't know if they can walk into the Big 12 championship because they still have to face Oklahoma. Well, all year... Well, no, they would face Oklahoma and they've already faced Oklahoma. Yeah, but they would face them in... Yeah, but they'd walk into the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I don't think they like they can walk in and win. Like they, they would have to, they would no, have to win that saying... game to get to the playoff, if that makes any sense. <laughs> you're saying... Okay, I'm, <laughs> what I was saying is that their schedule is easy enough where they could get to the Big 12 oh, title I without see. a That's so, yeah. totally my fault. No, yeah. you're good. Uh, but I'm taking them to lose, so they will not walk in. Uh, I'm going to Kansas State there, and now we're going to jump to Notre Dame going to Clemson. Clemson, what happened? What uh, happened? You're 500. You just lost to, I'm, I'm blanking, who did they lose to last week? NC State. NC State. NC State. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Nick, Nick say here. it loud and yeah. proud. Loud and proud, Nick. NC State, they lose to Miami, Duke, and Louisville. They barely beat Wake Forest in Dev, uh, Death Valley. Now they're going to face the Fighting Irish at home. But they haven't looked like the same team. Who wins? And after all that, Dabo Sweeney and his Tigers are only plus three and a half, (laughs) which is pretty crazy to look at because Notre Dame looked really good to begin the year, started ACC play. You took a tough loss to Ohio State. You then go back-to-back and lose to Louisville. It's 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 the tough showing, but I still think they get it done against Clemson. Part of me really wants to pick Clemson because I feel like this is a game they'd win. This feels like a very similar scenario to when they played Florida State earlier in the year where I think this is going to be a dogfight. This is going to be a really close game. I think Notre Dame, they're going to need something to go right for them to win this game. They might be the 12th-ranked team in the nation, but this is still Clemson. This is still a Dabo Sweeney squad, and it's still at home. You mentioned they almost lost to Wake Forest, but they were able to win that game. It wasn't pretty, but they won it at home. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so how you can beat Wake Forest. They just yeah. lost by 40 to FSU. <laughs> yeah. You know, Clemson. Clemson's going through. They're on the struggle bus right now. Dabo, you might want to reconsider uh, not – you might want to reconsider the transfer portal thing because uh, – <laughs> You know, sorry, this is a tangent, but Dabo just, he, he went on a rant. Did you guys hear the rant he went on on, on his show where a caller came in and asked, like, one question and he talked for, like, seven minutes? Yeah. He's, about him just, like, you know, the standard here has been winning and we've won and now that we're not winning, all the fans are, are mad and upset. Like, yeah, of course they are because you're not making the adjustments everybody else in the league, in yeah. college football's making. Of course they're upset. You know what? You know what? Get, just give me Notre Dame. I don't want to talk about Dabo Sweeney and this Clemson team anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm also going with Notre Dame here, and not because I love Notre Dame so much. If I just don't think Clemson has any fight left in them, like just the way they've been playing, they they were just completely out of it versus NC State in Miami. I just I don't see. And of course, it is a game that Clemson would win, but I think since this isn't the Florida State game at the start of the year when it was versus Florida State, they still really believed that they could win the ACC. I think now that they know they're done, I think it's just it took a different intensity out of it for them. So I think Notre Dame's going to take this one. 
as much as I wanted to pick Clemson because, like, I could see them winning at home and I need to, you know, go up in games in this whole thing, I have to take uh, I have to take Notre Dame just because I didn't even see this because I was looking at the stats of the Clemson or NC State game and I was like, why did Klubnik throw 50 passes? Like, it's not like Klubnik is, like, that good of a quarterback. He's not. And so why is he throwing the ball 50 times in a close game? And I realized Will Shipley got knocked out of the game with a concussion, and he won't be playing this week as well. So that, that kind of swung it for me, because I think he's a very big offensive weapon they they have. They like to lean on him a lot. So I'm going to go... Uh, I don't trust their passing offense. They do the same thing against Notre Dame. I don't think they get it done. Notre Dame's offense looks great. Uh, give me give me Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm going to finish the sweep and take Notre Dame. I just... This team... The, I, I agree. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a rock fight. I don't think Notre Dame will walk in and beat Clemson easily in Death Valley. But you know, I don't. Even though Club Nick's, Club Nick's numbers are good, I don't mm-hmm. trust him in any close situation, any close game, any pressure moment. I think I trust most other quarterbacks, especially Sam Hartman, over him. And Clemson's just has not played well in close in these types of games this year. They. Uh, I'm, my guy Nick, who's uh, in the room, uh, talked about it on the A game. They've been Clemsoning. They've been bizarrely throwing these games away. I think they'll find a way to do it again. I, I have Notre Dame winning this one in Death Valley, and I think it's going to be an all-time low for Clemson. And yeah, Dabo, just keep recruiting your two-star, uh, you know, four-nine running players because the they fight. got good character. That's what's important. They got yeah. a good heart. They got a good heart. Their their heads they in the right you. place, you know. Uh, but moving on, uh, the number two team now in the country, Uh-oh. Georgia, has a ranked opponent come to town. It is Missouri. The Tigers are heading to Georgia. Who you got in this one? Every bit of me wants to take the upset here. Come on. Every bit of me Who's wants to it? take this Missouri team because although they have faced adversity throughout this year, you take a loss to LSU that – it's 49-39, really could have been a three-point game at the end of it. it. It was a really close game. Missouri has played really well all year, but Georgia doesn't lose at home until this week. I'm taking yes. Missouri. I am taking the yes. upset here because this is just this, this feels like a trap game for Georgia. And in the sense of a trap game, I mean, Missouri's still ranked. But this feels like a game that Missouri's going to come in and they could just roll over Georgia. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think this could be a complete wake-up call. I have not liked what I've seen from Georgia really much this year. This team, while they've been winning, they haven't been doing it consistently or as consistently as they have in the past, and they haven't been playing as well on the road. I know this is at home, but this Missouri team is hungry. They're hungry to prove something. This could be a staple win for the last decade. Bob, if you're listening, how about that storytelling from David right there? Yeah, that was beautiful. Book, line, and sinker had Come us on. thinking one way and then <laughs> that's flipped an, it on That's us. an SC featured right yeah. there. That's just like the Josh <laughs> Jacobs story that he yeah, showed us. I know he's class. been letting you down in uh, news writing. But <laughs> Not doing his work. It's, hey, we're back. He's cleaning it up. We're back on the high horse. Yeah. Quote David Katzmeyer, I don't like news writing. (laughs) I did not say that. Hello? We're going to pull a quote out of thin air. He didn't say that. I'm just joking. Riley, Riley, definition of gaslighting right now. (laughs) Um, Noah, listen up. That's the definition of gaslighting. (laughs) Everybody's catching straight. (laughs) But um, for me, it was until this ranking came out on Tuesday that I really loved Mizzou in this game. Because I think Mizzou's really good. They have a really high-powered offense. And this could be a game that Georgia gets caught. But for me, I think that 
Georgia's going to win because they put them at number two. That's going to put a little extra fight behind them. Because now, Rat poison. Because now they have bulletin board material. They're not thinking they're the best team. They feel a bit disrespected that Ohio State got put over them. That's fair. And I think that, of course, Georgia's great at home. I think they're going to prove something versus Mizzou and get a big win, and then they're going to move back into number one on next week's rankings. Um, I've got Mizzou in this one. I don't think... Um, Georgia is like every time I watch them, they don't pass the eye test. It's Mm-mm. like David and I were talking about, man. I mean, about like other subjects, but the eye test is really important to me, and I just don't think Georgia passes it. I know they're playing at home, but I think Mizzou just has something. They got something to play for here, and they're they're gonna win on the on uh, the Saturday. I think. I'm gonna be with Ryan on this one. I, I think the Bulldogs looked great last weekend. They did. They, they did. And they looked good versus Kentucky too. Without Brock Purdy, they showed they have playmakers that they can still get the ball to. Uh, I I just look at this. Who would team. you take Brock, over Brock, Brock Bowers or Brock? I did say Brock Purdy. Yeah, so <laughs> I got Purdy on the mind. Brock oh, yeah. Bowers. Bowers. Brock, Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Bowers. Yeah. <laughs> Even at the quarterback position. At the quarterback position. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I I still think this team has tons of talent. Defense is great. I, I still think they're the favorite to win. I I would pick them to win this year. I'm going to stick with Georgia. I think they roll over Missouri at home. Uh, now going back to the Big Twelve, Oklahoma. After taking a tough loss on the road to Kansas, a very tough loss, dominant win for Kansas, they have another tough test. They're going to face a ranked Oklahoma State team at Oklahoma State. They are not trying to lose two in a row, but it's not going to be an easy one. Who you got in this one? This is tough because Oklahoma State has looked better and better and better every single week. Good and, defense. And Oklahoma, they looked, they looked defeated after that loss. Uh, you know, I'm going to go Kansas State. I originally had Oklahoma written down here, but Oklahoma look, State. or Oklahoma State. Excuse me, I apologize. I'm going to take Oklahoma State here. I originally had Kansas put down, but I like the fact this game is at home. The Cowboys, they've got a little bit more fire in their belly, I feel like, to play for than what Oklahoma does right now. They're trying to prove something after such a slow start. I like this defense. They've, I think they've got the capabilities to slow down Oklahoma enough to give their offense control of this game. And I think with this being in a hostile environment, I think it's a 3-30 game. It is. Uh, it yeah. is. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's 3-30 games. They're not going to be night, but it's still going to be a raucous environment. Give me Oklahoma State. You know, this is going to be next year is going to be the first time for over a hundred years that Bedlam won't be played, and for most of the time, Oklahoma has won these games. Oklahoma has a big lead in the all-time series versus Oklahoma State, and I think that's going to add for Oklahoma State. This is one they really, really want. I think the Pokes are going to get them here, and last week proved to us that not only could Oklahoma get caught on the road, but they can be caught by the ground game. Oklahoma State has a man called Ollie Gordon in the backfield. He's even, he's creeping his way up those Heisman rankings. Don't look now, but some places have him in the top ten. He has over a thousand yards. I think the Pokes they're going to want it more than Oklahoma, and I think they're going to win this game. Wow, y'all really made that tough on me because I was going to pick Oklahoma State as well, but. In the standings, like I'm down, and Oklahoma is like Oklahoma is not a bad team. Like they're not they're not playing their best football of the year, sure, but they're not a bad team. Give me Oklahoma just based off of trying to move up in the standings here. You're in Oklahoma, but I have more faith in Oklahoma State. If that makes any sense, you know I I do have Oklahoma State written down, but I. I like. I think you're right because Oklahoma State statistically they don't look impressive, but they've played a lot better ball recently. Uh, they have a big win over Kansas a couple weeks ago. They, their offense has been much improved when you look at how they were playing in the beginning of the year. But I, I like I like Oklahoma here. I just think that 
they'll bounce back. I think Dylan Gabriel will have a good game. He's a guy you can just tell that guy cares so much about just the way he's perceived and just winning games, and he's a guy that'll lay everything out there to win that game. He he sold me after the Red River showdown, so I'm gonna take Oklahoma to not get two losses. I think they get they get a win, get back in the win column. Yeah, at, that's another thing. Like, are they gonna lose two in a row? And they have so much to play for. Like, they're try they're still trying to play for the Big it's Twelve not Championship. Easy because Oklahoma State's in the right. They're, they're playing their best ball right now, but I, I think Oklahoma scrapes one out. But final college football pick them. The Louisiana Tigers, as uh, I was trying to do a Brian Kelly impression. I don't know if you could tell. You should go for a Coach O impression instead. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Wow. I miss him Can so you much. do that again? Go Tigers. That wasn't bad. I, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. He's my idol. Um, and <laughs> Alabama with Nick Saban. I don't have a Nick Saban impression. It's boring. Uh, rat poison. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> who you got? Bama. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Alabama here. Every every week I've picked them, they've they've done good things for me, and I think this team... For David Katzmeyer. For me specifically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you know, Nick Saban, Nick Saban and I, we text fairly often. I always, I always tell him... I always That's tell really him, nice. I tell him good morning, good luck for, for a game, and uh, he text text, back, you know... You text, text back you know, just rat poison. He, rat he, just, he just texts back uh, selfies of him with a blank expression. That's the yeah. only thing I've got back from him, but so far, you know, it's been working for Nick and I, so I'm going to take Alabama here over LSU. Even though they're playing better, this is on the road. This is in Tuscaloosa. I like Bama. Yeah, this LSU defense cannot handle Alabama. I don't think there's any way LSU is going to be able to win this game. And we're destined for uh, for Georgia, Alabama in the SEC title, whether we like it or not. Yeah, I'm gonna. I hate to say it, but I'm gonna go chalk here. Give me Alabama at home. Give me the tie. Go Tigers. I mean, go I, Tigers. Go Tigers. I didn't do that. I did my bad Brian Kelly impression. Let me get a <clears throat> go Tigers. Uh, yes. I just I look at the Tigers and I, I understand Alabama playing well right now. You know they've been a uh, um, Jalen Milrose been playing better, but LSU with Jalen McDaniels can put up some points in a hurry. I think this game could get out of hand for Alabama if LSU just starts running up and down the field. I don't think it matters if LSU can't really get a stop because I don't think they'll be able to score as many points as LSU. I, I like the Tigers on the road here to get an upset win over Alabama. Uh, but that'll do it for college football. Now we're going to jump right into our NFL segment. We are at the 7 extra one, sports a little wrap. over, but we, we're going to do it. Like Ryan said, I'll extra sports wrap. We're going to start with the German game. Uh, being played at 9.30 Eastern time for West Coast. Sorry, uh, but it is a very good game. The Miami Dolphins versus the Kansas City Chiefs, the class of the AFC, facing off in Germany. Who do you got? I'm going Finns all the way here. I can't take the Chiefs after what I just saw last, last week. Are you kidding me? They couldn't score a touchdown. I'm not taking this this offense that looks out, out of sorts, especially with these receivers who they must be putting butter on their gloves before the games because nobody seems Dude, to be able to catch a ball. Sky Moore is so bad. It's, like, it's I, not even funny. I'm glad. I drafted Rasheed Rice, and oh. he's the best one. Like, yeah. He's been getting me good points, but Sky Moore. Like, Horrible. It's like there's at least four passes I've seen this year where he's just like tough throw or tough like, catch, but it's like Mahomes puts it in his hands. Like, we made fun of Kadarius Tony for how bad his opening game was, but Sky Moore has just been, like, yeah. he's been consistently bad. I can't take this Chiefs without a wide receiver number one, and with Kelsey being a little bit banged up, and is he playing this? He's playing this week? I think he's playing. Sure. I mean, even with Kelsey. I mean, the Dolphins, this offense is going to overpower the Chiefs no matter what that defense can do. Give me the Finns in Germany. You know, I can I can take the Chiefs in this one, because every time, and it's because, this is just a personal thing for me, every time the Dolphins try to step up, and I say, this is the week they get the statement win. I said it versus 
I believe it was the Bills and the Eagles. And they lost both of those games. So I'm tired of backing the Finns, so I'm going with the Chiefs here. Maybe uh, you're just the kryptonite for them. Maybe you're the bad luck. My mm. my pick here, my pick here lies on one person and one person only, and there's a reason for this. We skate to one song and one song only. This person is Taylor Swift. Okay, Taylor Swift will not be in Frankfurt, Germany. Oh no. Okay, and so what that means? Do you know that for a fact? Hold on. She flying over. Karma is a. I don't even know the words, but uh, no. So, um, but what she, what she's not going to be in Frankfurt because five days later I looked this up. She has her um, her Eras tour is in South America. She's kicking off her international part of her tour, meaning she's not going to go from Germany to South America. In, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Anything for Travis Kelsey. I don't think it's going to happen. And Travis Kelsey plays significantly worse when she's not in attendance. Look at the stats, and so. Also, with that being said, <laughs> I actually have real evidence here as well. I mean, if that's not real evidence enough. That was real evidence. They did not look good against the Broncos. I don't trust their receiving core, like David said. Give me the Dolphins in this one. I want to watch the game with you on Sunday morning, Riley, to see your reaction if she shows up. <laughs> She's here. Uh, if she shows up, She'll be change there. my pick. And it, <laughs> change it on the I'm not even joking. I th- like That has an effect on the team, and I'm not even kidding. Like Swifty Taylor, watch. Travis Kelsey plays different. I don't know. It's like, okay, like my girl's in attendance. Like i got to like do something about it. Brittany gets pumped up. Mahomes' wife, they like her. Oh, gosh. I, I don't Did know Jackson, how. Mahomes Taylor Swift. Oh, why is he Brittany here? Mahomes has got to be the person that Taylor Swift just has to deal with because she's in the same press box as her. <laughs> oh like, God. you know, it's, it's like it's like a it's like extended family that you're like don't really like. Yeah, yeah. The, the handshake got extended to Jackson Mahomes, and now I'm not okay with any of it. Yeah, I saw. Well, to be fair, Jackson Mahomes kind of like butted his way in. Like they were already yeah, doing they, it. He was just like, yeah, like, yeah. That's, got in there. That's. Yeah. I really wish we that could have been seen by our our listeners. That little yeah, yeah my I thought that was a great yeah that was wild that, that was, was like a that was a great impression that was beautiful yeah that was good um I'm <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> yeah it's when you look at the Chiefs so they played both games in the Broncos this year they scored only 28 points in two games against the Denver Broncos that's not what you'd expect from a Kansas City Chiefs offense led by Pat Mahomes Mahomes is having a like. There's stats that are good. He has like the most drop percentage of any quarterback, but he's having career lows all over the place, and it's not him. It's his offense, but I still think they win this one. I, the NFL is full of one week you think this team's on top, and then they turn around and it's different. I, I think Chiefs shut down the Finns on the road, and the, these these games are weird because it's just whatever team shows up, and I'm just looking at the Finns' offense. That's a, te- that's a team that, you know, a lot of speed, a lot of motion, just they need to get out and start a track meet. If they get jet lagged a little bit, I trust a team that's a little bit more ground and pound and defensive oriented in the Chiefs. So yeah, give me the Swifties. Uh, moving on, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks going on the road after barely scraping out a win against the Cleveland Browns a week ago are facing the Baltimore Ravens, who all of a sudden look like one of the class of the AFC. Uh, so who you got in this one in Baltimore? They might have squeaked by one AFC North opponent, but they're not getting by another because these Baltimore Ravens have looked deadly. They've looked ferocious. Lamar has been playing as well as ferocious. he has since his MVP season. Let's go. I've given the Ravens have given me nothing to pick against them at this moment. The only the only way I'd pick against them if the Bengals were playing them. But that's the only team in the NFL I would pick against the Ravens right now. So I'm taking the Ravens over the Seahawks. Geno Smith, his production this year is not what it was last year. We've really started to see that. I think we can kind of 
put that in stone that this is a bit more of a mediocre year from Geno Smith so far. I'd love to see him turn it around. It won't happen this week. Yeah, I'm also going with the Ravens here. And the Ravens are the reason if we would have got, if I would have got to the Bengals part, that I'm not putting the Bengals at the class of the AFC quite yet. Because I think you have to be the class of your division before you can start saying that. And I think the Ravens are the class of the AFC North. Uh, that being said, I do like the Seahawks. I'm going with the Ravens because it's going to be a long way across for the, the Seahawks. That's a very long trip. Maybe a little jet lag there. And I think that the Ravens, top 10 in both offense and defense. Give me the Ravens. Um, yeah, give me the Ravens in this one for the sake of time. That's all I'm going to say. But I, I don't think the uh, Seahawks have what it takes to beat the Ravens away at the moment. I agree. Everything points to the Ravens. So I'm going to take the Seahawks. Uh, you look at the Seahawks. Yeah, Geno Smith not playing great. But they unlocked Jackson Smith and Jigba last week. And I think that's going to open things up with this offense. I think they you know, they come prepared. I think it's a game that maybe Baltimore sleeps on a little bit. They got a big win last week. They think, oh, Seahawks coming to town. They barely beat the Browns last week. They're traveling across the U.S. to play here. Give me the Seahawks to get a big upset win Ooh, okay. in Baltimore. I like wow. it. I like it. I like it. Now, I don't know about that one, man. The Buffalo Bills on the road facing the the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not going to say you're Cincinnati Bengals, uh, but who you got? This rematch of uh, the Demar Hamlin game. Hopefully, nothing like that happens again. But yeah, Bills Bengals. You know what? Since since y'all are getting on me about trying to be neutral and trying to look at my team from a grander perspective, I'm going to throw all that out the window from now on because I, you know what? I'll just be a fan. Let's go. I'm just gonna, I'll just have some fun and be a fan. About time. Because these Bengals are so much fun to watch. They're layering the entire stadium with panels to make the seats stripes between black and orange. They don't lose that game. Are you kidding me? All I'm saying is if I saw the – if I was a Bengals fan and I saw uh, Joe Burrow make the play, I'm not going to remember where he should have gone sacked. Spins yes, out I know of like exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And gets a first down. Yep. And it was, and he threw the we're receiver the open Bowl. at the same time. We're winning time. the Super Bowl. That's he what I'm saying. We're winning the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. We're winning the Super Bowl. This is going to be a close game. It's a night game. The Bills are going to show up. They play up to their opponents, but they're not going to be able to get it done against the Bengals. Give me my boys in Cincy. He's just, he's just not a realistic fan. Like <laughs> David, like David, like seriously, it's just because you see stripes in the stands doesn't mean they're going. This is wild. Okay, yeah, thanks. Thanks for no, that. No, I'm appreciate gaslighting Appreciate David it, Riley. Right I'm gaslighting <laughs> Great pick, David. I think I'm going to agree with you. Bengals win this one. Let's go. Uh, Bengals. Who day? I love when Ryan does his Lee Corso little. Great pick. I'm agreeing. I, or <laughs> not a great pick. Yeah, I don't know. Not so fast. Yeah, I like that. You, you got that with you. I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> with the Bengals so as well. Who day? <laughs> Who day? Who they gonna beat them Bengals? Nobody. Nobody. I will say who day and who dat for the Saints. Like both of them. Who dat's lame? Who day's cool? Both of them are just so annoying. Who? What? Uh, I'm gonna change this topic. The Bills stink. <laughs> That's my other thing. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Outside of Josh Allen, I think they're under 500. Uh, Even with Josh Allen, he can't stop throwing picks. I I don't blame Josh Allen, but. I, I, that's a, it's just my opinion. Like with the league right now, there's so many bad teams that are so similar. It's like, I really think this is going to sound crazy. You throw, it's going to sound wild. You throw Josh Allen on the Patriots. I think they have the same, I think they're the same team as the Bills. I think they are competing the same way. The Bills, their defense is pretty good. They're injured right now, though. When they're healthy, they're very Where's good defense. Where's Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs? On that Patriots team. 
Yeah, I mean, they don't have a great wide receiver one, but outside of Stephon Diggs, they really don't have many playmakers on that offense. They've been searching for a run game forever. At least the Patriots had a run game last year. They haven't had one this year. But Ramon Stevens has been historically better than uh, James Cooks. But I'm, I'm just saying that as a hypothetical. I just mean there's a lot of teams that are, you know, looked at as, like, terrible teams, but I really do feel like having a good quarterback saves so much in the league, and it's like... Oh, absolutely. Like, look at the Ravens. The Ravens without Lamar, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a better built team than the Bills, though. I just look at the Bills, and it's like, you're not deep in any real spot on the defensive side, and you get injured every year, and you're very old on defense, and then offensively, outside of Stefan Diggs, who's your playmaker? It's Gabe Davis who does that three games a year. I just don't trust him. <laughs> who catches them. a deep ball three games. Like, it's not even even like Gabe Davis only playoff season. <laughs> it's like yeah. Gabe Davis has himself a 45-yard touchdown with like two receptions and that's like yeah. all his fantasy stat line is. So he funny. Starts pointing at the other team after he does. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on uh, to my favorite game of the week. I'm so excited to watch this. I will watch Are every you? minute of this. I I'm not being fastidious. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this too. That's big two fastidious. Start a tally. Start a tally. I'm watching the Knicks again. It's it's my guy Clyde. He's getting me with the big words, but uh, Clyde Frazier, by the way. I'm, he's the color commentator for the Knicks. Uh, but Chargers Jets, uh, the the stink bowl. Uh, Brand- Loose Cannon Brandon versus uh, Zach put his fans in prison Wilson. Uh, so mm. who you got? What? Hmm? I'm taking the Chargers. The Jets had no business winning a football game last week, but they did. <laughs> Like Zach Wilson made two good throws the entire game, and for Giants fans, I'm so sorry. They just happened to be in the biggest moment of the game. When the, uh, can you, Lucas, please talk me through what was going on on defense on that on that final drive because it looked like you guys just yeah, laid down and took happened? a nap. I just, look, I just <laughs> it was like it was like nap time in New York. I'll, I don't even care about the, the defense because our defense played. Our defense has been good. How do you care, bro? <laughs> no, I no. Let me say, I hate the Giants. I hate them. They're not fun. They make me mad. And their stink. It's just like I didn't. I didn't think it was possible for an NFL team to not throw a passing yard. I understand you have a third string quarterback. I thought what is still, it minus two. I thought the reason you were a third string quarterback is because you can throw the ball forward. And if we're not going to throw the ball forward, I thought we would just let they Saquon just, they Barkley just kept throwing screens. You can look and up the stat. We did not have a passing yard. Riley, Whoa. we didn't Did have a passing yard. Did they not actually have a passing, passing yard? Yes, I Danny, know. I Danny know. DeVito just was throwing screens. Danny That's all he DeVito. could do. Oh, my gosh. Um, Tyrod Taylor. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor was four for seven for the eight yards. The other thing, yards. too, Tommy DeVito. like Danny DeVito I just pass. can't believe there's a quarterback <laughs> name. How did the Giants get a quarterback named Tommy DeVito? Uh, like, that's, he's not a, that's literally the the character in Goodfellas that gets whacked off because he thinks he's <laughs> about to make a lot of money and then they whack him off. And then a betting show I watch has a Tommy DeVito bet. And the bet is when you think it's a sure thing and then you get whacked. That's what Tommy DeVito is. He whacked me on Sunday. <laughs> what? I got whacked. Wait, I'm, taking, I'm taking the Chargers with this Jets game. Ryan, Ryan, take it, please. Uh, <laughs> what? Whacked off is not the term, I would say. Whacked is the term, yes. <laughs> Let's take the off. Let's take the off you out of it. You got whacked by the off. Giants? Yes. You, got... <laughs> you guys obviously have never seen... You guys are children. <laughs> you guys have never. What did, you guys, what did this Tommy DeVito do to you, bro? This is what extra sports rap does. I'm actually <laughs> frustrated that you guys, because this is shows that you guys aren't. If you watch any, I know. I mean, I know what you're talking no, about. No, if you watch any really mafia funny. movie, that's what they say. You can any sit what? here and be immature. Any mafia movie, that's what they okay, say. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Being like, immature yeah, right no, now. It's just, it's just the Chargers. <laughs> what do you mean I'm immature? Explain. Well, Ryan <laughs> is more so being immature, but dang it, Hendricks. All right, I got the Chargers in this one. 
I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> I don't trust the Chargers. The Jets are going to get a win because they get wins that don't make sense. And now our Thursday night football game, Titans versus Steelers. And, yeah, that's the game. Who's going to win? Will Levis and DeAndre Hopkins are going to throw for 350 yards and five touchdowns because screw the Steelers. Give me the Titans. Uh, no, they won't. Steelers win this game by shutting down Will Levis. Uh, give me Steelers. <laughs> Ooh, uh, give me Titans. The Steelers are just, like, not a good team. But they do win games for no reason. So give me the Titans. You just said it. This is a game that the Steelers win for no reason. Give me the Steelers, Kenny Pickett, and Matt Cannon somehow continuing to win games. You know what? Switch my pick. Give me the Steelers because it's on a short week. The more I think about it, it's on a short week. Will Levis has some film on him. He's not going to be as good against the Steelers defense. Give me the Steelers. And it's at at home. Stop. Steelers. Uh, Yeah, I'll do it. For sports rap. Uh, <laughs> what a show. Yeah, our picks. Uh, yeah, um, that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Duvall. Lucas is. Lucas is. It's the, the, mental capacity, the mental capacity left the building at 7 o'clock. Shout out to my I friends just, and family who are listening. I got some friends up here at Booner. This is my grandma who's up in Ohio. She is tuning in. And um, uh, you know what? Shout out to. Um, I don't, I don't even have one. Shout out, Bob Dillner. So, yeah. Sorry, Mr. Uh, Class today. I, we were we were on the way sorry back. Sorry about this show, Bob. Yes, really sorry you had to listen to this. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry Ryan is a child. Look, I'm looking at look, I'm looking at Google right now, and it's agreeing with me. So that's all I got. <laughs> no, it's not. That is not true <laughs> yes, at all. It is literally okay. the first thing that on is, Google. We need to not turn true. off not the show immediately. That is not true. Uh, shout, shout, out my, shout out my mom. It's her, it's her birthday on Monday. She's turning 51. Let's go. And I shout out Miller Gibbs because he remembered my name. So there we go. Um, shout out Miller Gibbs because he dunked on me in a 3v3 basketball tournament. But that's besides the point. Um, shout out my mom, dad, family, anyone who's listening. Uh, if Sasha Swift is in the car outside ready to pick me and David up, then shout <laughs> out you, Sasha, and you're listening. Yeah, I apologize. It's taking so long. And uh, who else? Uh, Grammy. Shout out Grammy and my mom. Grammy actually, uh, she texted me and said uh, she asked me if I was gonna rap because they said that y'all needed to start a rap segment. Can we can we like so, prepare that for next Thursday? Can you I bring don't something know. in? I don't know. I, if I bring something in, I'll let you know. Okay. 